We're Cynthia Vargavisser and Michelle Walters, co-hosts of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Our weekly show is here to expand your mind to what's possible, to uplift your spirits, to move forward with confidence and joy, and to create a space for your collaboration with the invisible. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Hey, 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 you're listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with my pal, Michelle Walters, Ms. Mind Power, and me, Cynthia Varkavisser, the mystic. Today, we have someone very near and dear to my heart. Her name is Allison Amick, and she is quite the alchemist. She works with people, pets, spaces, places, using us. oh my God, I almost said the naughty word essential oils. She works with flower essences and uh, and provides really amazing gentle information for people to go and create um, better living situations for themselves, their environment, and those that they love of any legged creatures, right? All right. So Allison, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. So um, before we get started on any other questions, we had this great conversation a long time ago when you first started working with flower essences. And that's when I started getting into essential oils. And it was a great convo. And I said, yeah, Allison pretty much like shits on essential oils. And today when we went over it, I said, she said, I did not do that. And I said, no, but you said in essential oils, they crush this many plants to get this many drops where flower essences. And now I want you to finish the phrase because I'd love for people to know more about flower essences, how they're created and why they're so amazing. Sure. So flower essences, unlike essential oils, which are multiple pounds of plant material condensed into drop form, right? They're super concentrated and they're really, um, what do I want to say? There's a lot of energy in a single drop and people forget about that. So it is kind of a pet peeve of mine that um, <laughs> that they're, they're used in a way that doesn't respect that. Um, flower essences, and you might also hear the term of environmental essences, gem elixirs, gem essences. I kind of lump them all under the category of flower essences. They're all made um, in a similar way. Um, basically, they're the vibrational imprint of the energy of the plant, the gem, the environment um, into water that's then preserved in a combination of water and traditionally brandy. Some people use vinegar. I personally don't like vinegar. I'm a fan of the brandy. It holds up longer. So the preservative quality of that is greater. Um, and what else do I want to say about that? And then for people who are sensitive to that, you can put it in hot water and evaporate the alcohol off. But so they basically come in a bottle, kind of like this, depending on which brand you're buying and the size of the bottle. Um, and they'll last for a really long time. And if you're buying the, um, the stock essence from the manufacturer or from somebody who sells them, you can dilute it one step further. So there are basically three steps of dilution. There's the mother product when you make it. There's the stock bottle that is sold by the manufacturers. 
And then there's a dosage bottle level. So that's what people get from me when they have a session for me, because I'll combine a number of different essences into one bottle. So it becomes an alchemical formula as opposed to just the single essence. So I don't know what else you want me to say about the um, actual kind of background of how they're made, but I could go into more of that if you want, or no. go no, on. No, it was just for people to really understand. Uh, when I was talking to you, a bunch of different people, and I was excited that I got your yes for, for you to be on the podcast, a lot of, um, I would say almost all of those people that I spoke with didn't really know about flower essences because essential oils, especially since doTERRA came around, sure. um, you know, everybody's like, they, they don't even talk about essential oils anymore. It's the doTERRA, right? Right. So not the doTERRA, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and um, yeah, so that's an interesting thing. Although a lot of people know about rescue remedy, that's probably the most well-known of the uh, flower essences that are out there. Uh, it was originally created by Dr. Edward Bach many, many years ago. Um, and it's, I definitely keep it around. I actually have a bottle of five flower formula. It's made by a different manufacturer, uh, but the same uh, essences are in there that Bach used and he was trained by Bach. Um, it just, uh, I like the feeling of this better. Um, anyway, uh, a lot of people know that, especially people who have pets. A lot of veterinarian offices will have it in their office to give them to give to the animals while they're in there, especially if they start to get agitated, that kind of thing. Um, so I do find a lot of people are familiar with that. And that's as far as they go. Right. Right. Because they don't care. They just want to get better. That's yeah, the, exactly. That's the thing, right. I find that so interesting exactly. about a lot of people. I, I get hung up. Michelle doesn't because Michelle's like kind of awesome this way, but I get hung up on they have to know that I'm using intuition and, you know, people don't care. They, they want to get better. They want to feel better and they want to feel well, better. And I always think of with essences, um, like having a headache is a great example, right? You having a headache, you probably want some aspirin or Advil or whatever is the thing that you like to take for your headaches. But if you want to know why you get chronic headaches and what's the pattern behind it, I like flower essences because I feel like they will help to bring you the combination of whatever, comes up for somebody and it's different for everybody um that allows you insight into what's happening for you what's the pattern behind this what's the what are you thinking behind this what are the emotions that go with that and give you the support to help change the pattern so maybe you don't have to have chronic headaches anymore right right so allison so the flower essences are good for headaches and i guess sort of pet remedies and that sort of a thing what 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 range of things do, I don't know much about them. What range of yeah, things yeah. flower so, essences do? Yeah, there is a there is probably an, an essence in some form or another that covers the spectrum of every every single thing, everything that you could have going on. I work intuitively with people. So if you came to me and you said, hey, I've got this thing going on, you know, what can, I need some support. And I always think of flower essences as just providing that really nice general support for whatever you've got going on that you want to shift and change in your life. And so I will listen to whatever um, information you want to give me. And I listen both with my ears and on an intuitive level. And a lot of times when somebody has some more physical thing going on for them, I will also be listening to their body at the same time in that same intuitive way. 
and and let them kind of tell me what the essences are that really work for them. And, you know, as an example, fear, there are probably, I probably have 15 different essences that speak to fear in some form or another, maybe more than that. Um, and the same ones are not going to be applicable across the board to people. Um, and sometimes what's really behind the fear is something, something else. And so I'm, I love to be surprised. And I love when my mind goes, oh, they're going to need X, Y, and Z. And it comes back, they don't need any of those things. They need, you know, something else entirely. And I'm like, yeah, okay, great. Mind, you were wrong. And, you know, yay me, I listened. Um, so I love to be surprised with that. And I love when people start to, you know, kind of listen to the story that the essences have to tell them. And I can feel them change and shift while we're on the, while we're on the phone. Um, sometimes you just like, you know, you're so invested in the story, whatever the story is, and we all do it. Um, you don't know what else is going on. Yeah. So my favorite flower essence, um, Allison, I'll call. So I don't know if I've told you this, but, um, Michelle, but Allison is a person that keeps me out of the rant stage. So I call it an asshole check. And um, what I do is before I even say how before when as soon as Allison says hello, I'll say asshole check. And then what I do is I I tell her what's going on and then she will tell me whether or not I'm being a jerk or if she can help me spin out of it. Otherwise, I stay in that really angry place. Right. Um, and um, and she'll always send me some kind of lovely gift. The one that was my favorite was grief. I can't mm -hmm. remember what it was called, but it was after my mom had passed mm -hmm. and she had, pa she had been gone for a little while, I think. And it was, the you called me and she had a lot to say while we were on the phone. Yeah. I think that, you know what you called me. Oh, so that was right. yours. You called me and you said, Hey, your mom says, hi. She wants to know why you're not talking to her. Right. Yeah. So she did that. And then, um, and then Allison, and it was great. It brought me to tears because she talked about how um, proud, how proud my mom was of me, which we never really talked about, you know, it was a generational thing and an Asian thing. And, um, and it was really lovely. And then up, up comes a gift of, for grief. I think it was called, what was it called? Grief support. Grief support. Yeah. 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 And it was, it's my favorite. It's my favorite thing. I still use it. Because, you know, there's, I, I can not call it grief. I can call it whatever, but it still is, it's still an uplifter. And it's really, it's really lovely. Yeah. And you know, I don't talk like that, Michelle. No, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ooh, 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 you know, but yeah, this one's like, oh, that was really sweet and really lovely and nice and gentle. Yeah. Like, it is all of those things. And, and that particular formula I created with Mary Argo, who's an amazing animal communicator. And it started as a formula for her clients when they would, you know, lose a pet, because that's such a big experience for people, um, as is losing a person. Um, so it started from that. And we really tried to include essences that would cover all the different aspects of grief. And I think grief is an interesting thing. Um, you know, I think that grief resolves itself in kind of a spiral thing. And anytime something comes up that brings you back to this kind of grief that's still present in your life, I think it brings back all the un other unresolved 
kind of pieces of grief that go with that. So I think each opportunity, something comes up like that is an opportunity to kind of clear out what else is there that's ready to go. Yeah. And it's different for everybody and definitely doesn't resolve in linear time. Oh, amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is actually probably the, the combination I send out to people the most frequently is the grief support formula because I have a number of animal communicator friends and whenever their clients run into that kind of thing, they always tell them to call me. Um, so I, I, I send a lot of that out to people and we often will send it out to gifts of clients and, and things like that. So that one, that one comes up a lot. I want to remind all of our listeners at this point that they are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters, and my podcast co-host, Cynthia Varkvisser. Today, we are talking to Allison Amick, who is an expert in flower essences. So people, we really want to hear from you. We do not have as many ratings and reviews as we are due, frankly. And this is all something that you, our listeners, can easily take care of for us. All you need to do is pause the podcast and give us some stars. Give us some words of what you love, what you want to see us do. And we would absolutely love to hear from you. So please, it will help our ratings if if you send us a rating and review, it will help us go up and get a bigger audience. And we would also love it if you would tell a friend. So that's me with our little mid-show ad. Now back to Cynthia and Allison. Actually, um, I'm so glad that you you did that, Michelle, because I was getting ready to go in and now I'm going to force it, is I would like to gift Michelle some of your grief support. So if you wouldn't mind sending, sending some over. Yeah. Um, you'll just send the, um, send me the address. Yeah. As, as a matter of fact, as soon as this show is over, Michelle, if you wouldn't mind um, just chat, you know, throwing it in the chat, um, this stuff is amazing. And I'm the type of person I usually share all my stuff. This one I won't share. This is one of the few things I don't share. And it's, and I think it's because it's, I use it as like my, emer- it, I use it like rescue remedy. So when I get to that place and I remember that's the stuff I use. So. Well, yeah. it's an interesting Thank thing. you, Cynthia. That is very, very sweet. And I appreciate it. I of can't course. wait to try it. Yeah. You'll love it. And I, I think that any aspect of change has an element of grief in it. True that. Oh. Yeah. So I, you know, even when you're excited about the change, there's always an element of grief. Yeah, that's true. I completely agree. And I've seen enough change for a lifetime in the last two or three years. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the truth. Yeah. So here's a, so here's what I'd love to share with uh, our audience is I really believe that the shortest distance is not always a straight line. Right. And Allison's, um, Allison's journey to this place has been kind of amazing and and, and in so many different areas. And I'm pretty sure you incorporate, I don't know if you incorporate your yoga, but, um, uh, but she incorporates a lot of, a lot of her stuff, but her interests are, are, are many. And so her, her path has been varied. I will tell you that Allison um, was an Iyengar yoga instructor, which to me 
is the meanest of all the yogas. So I love, I love yogas except for Iyengar yoga. <laughs> That's hysterical. I think the biggest thing I, I took away from, from having that yoga practice was an awareness of my own body and where I was in time and space. That was really a, a pivotal thing for me. And I don't, I wouldn't say that the yoga influences the um, flower essence work I do so much as it does the medical intuition work that I do. Um, but I, I, I suppose it does when I'm, I'm listening to somebody's body want to give them whatever essences to help them with whatever is going on. Um, it, it definitely informs that greater awareness of what the body has to say. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. But it certainly was not a straight path for me getting to flower essences. And sin, I don't know if you remember, but years and years ago, when we were in that kind of essential oil sort of experimentation, there was a really great book we had on different things to put in the bath. Yeah. yeah. Water magic. Yes, I still have that book. I do too. I, I used to. Yeah. And I, there was a bath in there for letting go and it involved using the walnut flower essence. Yes. Yes. And so that was kind of like the, the bringing the essences into my awareness. And then years later, when I worked with um, an animal communicator for one of my cats who I was having big problems with, she said, you know, here, go get these five flower essences for him. I got on the website, I'm like five for him, 30 for me. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and then it snowballed from there. But uh, I mean, immediately, once I realized there were so many things and so many, um, just the variation of, of essences and where they came from and what they were about and how they found them and uh, all of that, I was hooked. So pretty, pretty shortly thereafter, I think I took a, a class from an animal communicator uh, who I took animal communication classes with, taught a flower essence class. And then one of the little stores down in Monterey that used to sell flower essences and essential oil, um, they were closing and I bought out all their flower essence inventory. And, uh, and there it went. So I think that was like 2002 or something. And now I think I have over a thousand on my shelf. I want to hear a story about a particular client who came to you with some kind of a problem that you dramatically helped with flower essences. And I guess the client could be a person or it could be a pet or a space, I guess. Somebody I was talking to recently who was really having, um, they're having some physical health issues, their house they couldn't stand to be in their house. Um, and they had all kinds of uh, kind of EMF mitigation things that they had um, brought, were working with and all of this. And um, in the course of the conversation about their space and their body and all the things that were happening, there were a number of essences that came in that really worked to help give her some kind of peace, a buffer between all of the information in terms of, you know, EMFs and everything else that was bombarding her system um, really helped to work with giving her some kind of peace and space in that. Um, and then from there, she's been able to do some other things um, now that she has a little breathing room um, in that way. I've worked with a number of animals who have big um, kind of reactions to um, 
you know, different situations, whether it's a lot of people or other dogs, um, that we've been able to really work with what's going on the, behind the scenes for the dog um, and get them in a place where they can start to respond instead of react to what's going on. And one of the people I've been working with recently with that has been able to take her dog for trips in the car without her dog wanting to lunge at any dog she sees on the street or in another car next to them, that kind of thing. Um, I have a good friend of mine whose dog would get such severe separation anxiety that he would chew on the floorboards when her husband was away at work. And then, and then we were able to, you know, to dial that way, way, way back. So while he didn't like it with that her husband was gone, he wasn't chewing the floorboards anymore. Um, and I, I think, you know, everybody comes with their own, um, thing that, you know, is really speaks to them, um, you know, with, with what they need support with. And sometimes it's just, you know, I got to sit in a place of, I don't know right now, how do I do that? And sitting in a place of, I don't know, is hard. Because we all want action. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, there's an ebb and a flow. <laughs> Sit in the ebb to have the flow. Um, so it's hard to speak too specifically because, you know, I I don't want to, uh, you know, break the privacy. Oh, of, oh, of, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. But that's helpful. So, that your story was helpful. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, the first, you know, what I was working with, with the the cat that I had was having such a hard time is he was peeing on the bed and, and then he would pee on me. Um, oh. So, you know, we looked at, you know, what's gonna, you know, he had some physical issues also um, that, you know, we resolved in other different ways, but it was, you know, how to get him to a place where he could accept the other cat in the house. And um, even though he, I don't think he ever, really was too happy with her he could at least tolerate her um whereas she just wanted you know she was young and she just wanted to be all over him and he was old and he didn't want any part of that yeah that's a story a story that's as old as time right? exactly you young whippersnapper get out of here <laughs> yeah so hey alley cat um one last thing i told michelle and i'm going to tell the audience that you are pretty much, or maybe I did say it and I forgot because I'm at that age, um, that you are one of those best kept secrets because you don't, um, you don't advertise like, a, you know, like others do with social media and things yeah. like that. You don't go to fairs or festivals to talk about your product or your elixirs or to do things like that. This is your very first podcast. And uh, thank you so much for indulging us. And so since, you know, we usually say to everybody, you know, as we're getting ready to close, hey, you know, what you got coming up? So since you don't have that, I would love to hear uh, who do you love working with? I like working with anybody who's ready to show up and, and do the work they need to do for themselves. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't really advertise. And I actually, I will have people um, want to give gift certificates to their friends for things. And I find that, you know, when somebody's ready for the kind of work that we do together, um, they show up and they find me. But if they're not ready to do that work, 
I'm not the right person to work with. And generally those people um, either don't end up calling to use their gift certificate or um, they kind of do and they walk away not really sure what to do with it because they just aren't in that place yet. Um, but I think when people are, somebody will end up connecting them with me. And so um, I love most people that are ready to show up for themselves. And it's not always easy, um, but the, just the desire to show up for yourself. That sounds, that sounds good. And it's not, it's simple, but usually it's the simplest things that take the most amount of, it's not effort, uh, you know, a lot of digging. Well, and I think that's where we most meet our resistance. I, I really want to show up for myself and, oh, well, when we get to this part, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I, I'm not ready for that, you know? So, oh, yeah. yeah. Showing up for yourself means meeting your resistance. Boo. Thank you so much, Allison, for You're being so on Mind Power Meets Mystic today. Cynthia and I had a great time talking with you. And I'm very excited to, to learn more and to try out uh, the flower essences. They sound yeah. amazing. I'm excited to send them to you. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to... Mind Power Meets Mystic.